Welcome to the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Saunders, and this is a space where you'll discover the science behind the woo of your soul-led business, collapsing timelines through combining identity work, quantum principles of creation, and nervous system-aligned sales strategies. Here, we take a science-backed approach to understanding the magic of manifestation and the role our brains and bodies play in our success as business owners. It is my intention that the time you spend here serve as a channel through which you gain access to the clarity and ways of being in your business that will enable you to impact thousands and transform your world in the process. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Entrepreneur Podcast. I just had something I was thinking about today, and I wanted to sit down and put it into an episode for you guys, which traditionally has been how I have added to this podcast, to be honest. It's just sort of ideas that are becoming themes a little bit in terms of my my client work, conversations I'm having with friends of mine who are also business owners, things that I'm really reflecting on, content that I'm just currently feeling very drawn towards. Um, and yeah, I really love this way of you know, creating for the podcast because I just find it's always what people need to hear, right? It's like what wants to come through me is what you as the listener are perhaps needing to hear or thinking about yourself right now or whatever. So um, today, what I want to talk about was the power of embodying nothingness. And I'm going to talk about what it is that I mean by this. I just did a story about it on my Instagram, but I really thought that it it warranted an episode of its own. And uh, when I say embodying nothingness, what I mean is being in a space where you're in next level observership of the things that are unfolding around you, the circumstances in your life, and next level allowing of the unfolding of what you've been intending for. So what we typically do is we set our intentions in our businesses or in our lives and we might visualize them, we write about them, we script about them, we feel into them, whatever it may be. And you've probably heard the quote before by Abraham Hicks, which is when you ask, it is given. So as soon as you experience contrast in your life that provides you with clarity. So I dated this kind of person and it wasn't what I wanted. So now I want to date this kind of person. It's like this automatic thing that happens as we move through the contrast that is life on earth. We create desires and we set intentions for those desires, whether we are that aware of it or not, right? We put it into the vortex, so to speak. That's again what Abraham Hicks always says. And so you've done the asking. Life has caused you to create desires, create intentions for yourselves. And you are naturally going to be moving towards those intentions, whether you know it or not. Now, when we're doing this consciously, obviously, we understand the power of feeling into that reality, the power of, you know, acting as if, so to speak, the power of intentionally aligning our actions with that outcome that we desire, so on and so forth. But where it is that we often kind of go wrong with this and it's usually done because we are conscious creators meaning we understand our power to manifest things into our lives and into our businesses is we start to judge the unfolding of that and we start to try and control it and this is where 95% of the struggle comes from when it when we are wanting to manifest something we set the intention, it starts to unfold. What Zoe and I always refer to as the bridge of incidents, or I often talk about it as the divine unfolding, starts to occur, right? Every single thing that needs to happen between you setting that intention and receiving the intention in a full-blown manifestation in terms of action steps, ideas, opportunities coming, other people reaching out to you, whatever it is that needs to happen, all of those steps taken, all of those 
occurrences happening. That's your bridge of incidents. That's your divine unfolding. And on the end of it is your manifestation, right? And sometimes a manifestation, it's like a single step thing, right? You set an intention for something, it shows up literally at your door within minutes. That can happen. Other times, a bridge of incidents might be thousands of pieces moving into place for you. And some of them are things that you're doing or that you are acting towards. And some of them are not, right? They're happening on your behalf. But when we are conscious creators, we judge. We look at what's happening and we write stories about it, right? We look at what's happening and we make it mean things about our desire and whether or not our desire is actually going to end up coming for us or or coming to us. And so when I talk about embodying nothingness, what I'm really talking about is kind of this space of surrender. And the reason I didn't just call this surrender is because surrender a lot of the time gets grouped in with the notion of surrendering your desire or letting it go so that you, you know, have decided that you don't want it anymore. And a lot of people say like, I can't let it go. I really want this thing, right? I really want the fulfilling relationship. I really want the uh, business that sets me free or this income or this kind of life experience. I can't let it go. So I can't surrender it. That's not the surrender that I'm talking about at all. And I think a lot of the time, that's not what surrender is just in general. When when a lot of the spiritual leaders that we might follow or books we read speak about the notion of surrender, it's assumed that they're talking about surrendering your desire, just giving it up. And that's not what I think surrender actually means. What surrender means is letting go of the resistant thoughts, the 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 judgments, the control, letting go of anything that is in the way between you and this thing happening. And it's really embodying a state of nothingness, a state of non-judgment, a state of not looking at circumstances and writing a story about them based on what we, from our very limited perspective, think is actually happening. So sometimes that can be a story about whether or not the thing is actually manifesting. Like, oh, look, I'm three days into this launch and nobody has come. I guess nobody is. However, it can also be stories that we write or judgments that we have around what something actually means about us. So I'm three days into this launch and nobody's coming. That's because my work isn't good enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not desired or I'm being rejected or whatever, right? And 99.9999% of the time, those stories are false. But they also are hugely powerful. So they're not only false, they're also hugely powerful in the repercussions of what happens after we've stated them as being true, right? I'm being rejected. Nobody's coming or my launch isn't going to happen. I'm not going to hit this goal. So I've been visualizing for a month of all these people in this program. And now that I've opened the doors and I'm feeling vulnerable, I am drawing conclusions on things. And this is where we go wrong. And so then we're looking at what the problem is in our mind. And again, the problem is false, but we don't know that. We're looking at whatever the story is and we're acting as if it's true or assuming that it is true. And then we're trying to control our energy, control our actions and trying to fix things from the false perception that something has gone wrong. And so now we're actually acting from the space of what I want isn't coming. So what do I need to do to make sure that it is? Or who do I need to be or how do I need to feel? What energy do I need to put out there so that this gets to be rectified and I do end up getting what it is that I want? But the thing is, it was never that the thing wasn't happening. It's that in the bridge of incidents, in the unfolding, it started to look like it wasn't. 
And our ego, our human brain, jumped on board with that again from our very limited perspective and drew conclusions that weren't true. So now instead of just really allowing for that bridge of instance, allowing for the universe to show us what it had in mind in terms of how things were unfolding for us, as it's always easier, it's always better than we could possibly even try to construct in our minds anyways. Now we are muddying the water. We're offering resistance. We're offering trying energy. We're getting in there and we're just screwing it all up when there was never anything wrong in the first place. So embodying nothingness is about being the observer of the unfolding as it's happening and knowing your power as the creator that you are. So I set the intention, of course it's happening. Of course it's happening. And my only job is just to watch and be in sort of awe of how the universe decides to bring these things to me. And I'm going to tell you guys the reason that people can't do this. And what I'm speaking of is so much harder often than a conscious decision of, um, you know, well, I'm just going to observe. The reason that we have a hard time being nothing is because we have nervous systems. We have past experiences that have led us to create stories about ourselves um, that get triggered. And we have a lot of fear around those stories actually being true. We have a lot of avoidance patterns of trying to avoid the repetition of certain things that have happened in the past and the things that we made those occurrences or those experiences mean about us, right? So we, uh, again, I'm going to go back to the launch example. We're launching something, three days go by, and all of a sudden you find yourself in this place of judgment and anxiety and resistance about nobody coming. And it's not that nobody coming three days in actually means anything. It doesn't. It's all nothingness. It's all completely meaningless. But it's reminding your nervous system of that time, maybe in the fifth grade when the boy or the girl or the person that you had an, a crush on rejected you, right? Or you perceived that they rejected you. They chose somebody else over you. And so in that moment, that really didn't feel good to you, right? You felt not good enough. You felt like you were being rejected. You felt like someone wasn't seeing you. And your nervous system said, hey, that wasn't really safe. That didn't feel very good to me. I'm going to do whatever I can to avoid circumstances like this in the future to avoid this potential threat to my safety from happening again. And so what I'll do is unconsciously put her or him or them into fight or flight mode, which means they'll run away from this threat when it shows itself again. And the thing about your nervous system is it doesn't know the difference between uh, a, an emotional threat or a physical threat. It, it thinks everything is a physical threat. And that's why when you're triggered around something like a rejection or abandonment or a story of those things happening anyways, even though they're not actually happening because it's all meaningless, we act as if that's a real physical threat. And you guys probably know that feeling of anxiety washing over you. And it literally feels like like you're just crawling out of your skin. I got to escape this. This is so uncomfortable to me right now. And this is where we have created this society that is hellbent on escaping our emotions at all costs because we've not recognized that our emotions are the equivalent to the nervous system of a, a potential of dying, right? We're in anxiety. That feels like something really bad is maybe going to happen. And that something might be a, a threat to my survival. So I need to run from it. And so this is where we have things happening in our business that mean absolutely nothing uh, objectively, but that we can't help but try and control or resist or run away from because we are subconsciously, unknowingly, 
uh, collapsing it together, whatever it is that's happening, with a potential of a real threat to our safety. And so first and foremost, in order to become the nothingness, the the observation, the new the space of neutrality that I'm speaking of, we have to first go to work on regulating the nervous system. Um, and from there, and that's really about finding safety within ourselves. That's really about showing our bodies and retraining our nervous systems to no longer react to the things that it thinks are threats. And this is all work that I go to town on with all of my clients and I have a whole program built around uh, and that is really I've brought it into all of my most recent programs because I just think it's so important that people understand hey your nervous system is running the show like 90% of the time and you don't have control over your mind if your body is not feeling safe right our body sponsors thoughts um, how does Dr. Joe say it. He says, we can't think greater than the body feels. So if the body or the nervous system is in fight or flight, the thoughts that go along with that are, I need to escape. Something's wrong. I'm not safe. Um, it's not going to be okay. What am I going to do? Whatever, right? It's going to it's going to match up with how the body feels. So we have to address our mindset from the place of the body. And when we start to do that, we start to create that safety and that that regulated state within ourselves, now we not only regain control over our thoughts, but we also are able to move into a space where we're not seeking control or safety outside of us because we recognize first that it doesn't come from there, um, but we're just way less likely to have that unconscious kind of um reaction that fight or flight reaction to things happening outside of us so you could be three days into a launch and be like doesn't mean anything it's fine the people are still coming they're just they're reading the sales page they're thinking about it they're making up their mind they're moving money around or whatever you don't even have to you don't even have to give it those meanings it's just you're able to observe because you're no longer emotionally entangled with whatever it is that's that's happening and this is really a practice you guys it's something that I'm still continuing to do work around however it has created huge changes in my life in terms of just not I've regained control over my my state of being in circumstances that previously had me just go into fight or flight and like run away from whatever the thing was or or have no control over the stories and judgment that I was placing on certain circumstances, both in business and in my personal life. Um, and it's it's something I'm continuing to to nurture, continuing to evolve uh, or to, yeah, just to, to grow within my capacity. So... I wanted to share with you guys today not only the power of being nothingness, the power of setting the intention and then getting out of the freaking way of the thing you want coming through. And this is true, by the way, if you're having a conversation with someone and you're trying to resolve conflict, become nothingness. If you are, uh, if, if you've gotten a bill in the mail and it's causing you to feel really, really stressed uh, and you're, again, going into fight or flight, become nothingness before you try to deal with that bill. If you are on a call with a coaching client and you're in your head about what am I, what should I be saying to this? What if I don't have the answers? What if they're not going to get what it is that they came here to get from me? Become nothingness. Let go of those thoughts. Regulate and become the space through which the universe can work because that's the power of nothingness. You're no longer in the space muddying up the waters right? Judging things, writing stories, and essentially becoming the resistance that then blocks the thing that was already on its way. The bridge of incidents or the unfolding was happening. We just wrote stories about it. And that's what stagnated the whole process. If we had not written stories, if we'd removed ourselves, if we had observed it happening, 
that thing you wanted would have just floated right in. But we have to do some inner work to cultivate our ability to do that. And that's what I'm talking about in terms of nervous system work. This is work that you can access inside of my brand new Align Membership Mastermind Mentorship hybrid model thing that I've, (laughs) I'm calling it the membership, but it does have a couple other tiers for those of you that are wanting more support. Uh, And tiers two and three specifically uh, grant you access to Luminary, which is the program of mine where I go into all of this in so much more detail. And the people who have taken that program have probably gotten the biggest results, personal results um, out of almost any other program that I've done because of the internal shifts that they're able to create and then their ability to really move through their life in a state of non-judgment. And the things that show up in a state of non-judgment are just, I mean, it's incredible because you're not in the way blocking that thing that you want, right? So we don't need to control the unfolding. We don't even need to really involve ourselves with it at all other than just taking some action. I mean, this felt like an aligned action for me. So I am taking action in my business today, but it was effortless. It was coming from a state of nothingness. It wasn't coming from how many people do I have in XYZ and what do I need to do to get more? It was coming from just nothing. I feel like talking about this today. So here it is. That's it. So if this is work that you're wanting to do and you're wanting to really wrap it into the way in which you approach your business, which is the other thing that I am, that I really sort of specialize in, in terms of how I teach people to go about their business, then all of that can be accessed inside of Align. And this isn't just about regulating the nervous system. It's just, it, it's about having the awareness of the nervous system and then creating strategy and implementing action in your business that works in tandem with it. So if you know that you have uh, a a trigger point around the possibility of not being seen, well, let's work with that so that you can show up in spaces where you do feel seen or it's easier for you to feel seen or being seen isn't even a part of it, like an email list, for example, right? We can be sending emails out to a list and there's no part of that that is based around likes or popularity or an algorithm or any of that kind of thing. So this is, again, what I bring into all of my business curriculums is not only an awareness of how to regulate the nervous system and create this ability to be the observer, be the supreme allower, but to also then take that awareness into the actions that you take and allow it to inform how it is that you approach strategy implementation in your business so that, again, you are much more more able to be in a state of just observing, allowing, surrender. Surrender, again, not of the desire, surrender of everything that's in the way of it so that it can just flow right in. All right. If you guys have questions about Align, reach out to me on Instagram or send me an email. It is, uh, actually, I'll link all those things down below for you, but I prefer to talk to people on Instagram just because it's a little more personal. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys like this episode and I'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. (music)